Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. I am the creator, host of your podcast today. This is going to be a very, very special 49th episode of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You get the shit. I believe this shit. Good morning, y'all. It's 7 a.m. in the morning. It's June 25th. And we're here for the 49th episode of the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, creator, host, founder of this podcast that you're listening to today. Returning listeners, we're nothing without you. You make this platform um larger, bigger. It, it it's spreading out to the masses. I can feel it. The numbers don't lie. New listeners, you're here for a reason, and I hope the reason is to to enlighten your mind to get some exclusive content. Cause that's what that's what I want to provide you with today. Make sure you follow us on the STS Podcast Six Six One on Instagram and Twitter. You guys can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you can find podcast, I promise you we're on there. So any podcast platform, you can find us on there, the STS Podcast 661. And if you need a shirt, an STS Podcast shirt, they're only $15, y'all. Make sure you come out and support. I got DJ EC3 shirts for you for $15. Hoodies for the STS and DJ EC3 are $25. Last week's episode, y'all, was awesome. We had pro boxer Miguel Contreras come on, show some love to us. And let me tell you guys, man, the numbers for that was awesome. Um, That was his third appearance, and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, We discussed that. We discussed AEW Dynamite. We discussed um that the NBA returning is going to be a distraction for the social social um reform that we're attempting to uh, get, you know, through Black Lives Matter and through peaceful protesting. And um, it was a great episode, y'all. If you guys haven't checked that out, make sure y'all check that out. There's past episodes with, uh, I'm sorry, past podcast episodes with Miguel Contreras, the caveman. Um definitely returned this week got a w on his espn national television debut um like i stated before this is real big just for you know kern county boxing period to have someone on that level in that spotlight is leveling up it's um it's unprecedented. It's not, it hasn't been done often. Not many people from the field could say, hey, I fought on ESPN um, national spotlight, especially right now during these times when we're looking for live sports to give us that distraction. Um, boxing, wrestling, UFC, these type NASCAR, these sports are here providing a distraction for us when we most need it, when we need it the most. So, man, so proud um, to be... Even even having Miguel on, it's an honor to have him on. Make time for us. It was an awesome bout. Um, at the end of this podcast, you're actually going to hear my call. Uh, I'm sorry, my live 
uh, I guess, play calling, my live commentary during his bout. And uh, I, I thought that one went really well. I got a lot of great feedback about that. Again, I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a play-by-play analyst or anything of that nature. I just love the game. I love the sport of boxing. And it's an honor to have Miguel on. And, man, I got an exclusive for you guys. We're actually going to have Miguel come back. We did this interview last night. Miguel um, Miguel blessed us with the exclusive interview. I think the only interview he gave so far after his W, he's 11-0 with six knockouts now was um was with ESPN. So he blessed us last night with the exclusive interview and man, it's a beautiful thing. I can't wait for you guys to tune in on that. We're going to we're going to go um in that direction right now. Uh just a few things just to um you know what we're going to do, we're going to do today. Um we had a devastating loss in my family this week, man. Um uh, my cousin Johnny Nicole Vidal unfortunately passed away this week and that's what the you know that's what the podcast was going to be about today um we're definitely going to dive into that uh we're not going to go into details we're going to respect the family our family just wanted to give some words man just some words to the people and just kind of drop some some gems on you hopefully and hopefully it helps anybody who's going through anything in life that they feel that they're alone in um we're going to talk about the undertaker retiring that's another big. It's that's been making the round the news lately. It's been um everywhere. So that's just the just just a preview of what we have going on today. Um, and that's gonna be before we hop into the shooting the shit segment. But right now, yo, I want to get into the Miguel K. Mcatrice interview. Um, he, this is our first time we've ever had someone make an appearance on the podcast back to back weeks so that's history for you guys first exclusive interview after his big win um like i stated he's 11 and 0 he's um coming off a victory he's you know he just got back from vegas and you guys you guys have to understand the magnitude of this it's just it's a beautiful thing and i'm so honored he defeated rolando vargas um by unanimous unanimous decision, great ballot. You guys will again. You guys can listen to at the end of this podcast. So let's get into that now, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have pro boxer, eleven and zero, Bakersfield's own Miguel K. Megatrez. Listen to this, y'all, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C. The Gap Tooth Genius. We got a special special appearance this is gonna be the first time we had a guest back to back on the podcast this is gonna be episode 59 and uh we're gonna be joined right now by miguel Contreras. he is 11 and 06 knockouts he's a pro boxer out of bakersville california um you guys might have seen him last night on espn and um he put on a show y'all so we're definitely um super grateful super um Man, I'm just happy that he's going to join us right now, give us that exclusive interview. Doesn't have to do this. Um, he just returned back to the field today. And um, we're going to talk about you know, his big his big bout. Again, he won yesterday. Um, unanimous decision. And um, it was a six-round against Rolando Vargas. So we're going to have Miguel join us right now. As um, soon as he requests that to get in, it looks like we're about to do that right now, y'all. And again... Let's welcome to the STS podcast, 
Miguel Contreras. Let's see, hold on here, y'all. We're connecting. And man, welcome to the podcast, Miguel Contreras, 11 and 0, six knockouts. Bro, how you doing today? I see the glasses on. I know what that means. Yeah, what's up, bro? I just, I don't like the way my face looks, you know, so I prefer <laughs> Bro, let me just tell you real fast before we get started. Don't tell me, my guy, if it's too late for an interview, bro, because whenever you ready, my guy, I'm, I'm ready, bro. That's just the way I operate. I don't sleep, so we good. Uh, yeah, we're good, dog. Okay, champ. So 11-0, six knockouts. Your pro, de- I'm sorry, your ESPN national TV debut, bro. How do you feel? It's been 24 hours since the big fight. Um, I mean, I think it's still kind of sinking in. You know, I mean, I definitely feel the, the shots more after the fight. Um, you always wake up sore and whatnot. And man, I'll tell you one thing, though, man, that dude that power. You feel me? But uh, definitely, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's definitely just an amazing experience, and it's all a blessing from God. I see. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but I did a I I did a play by play yesterday, and I felt like I could see why the kid was five and zero with five knockouts. He um he definitely had he's a counter puncher. He had some power, bro. But I felt like you displayed your chin yesterday too. Yeah, and I mean it was crazy because I had a few people tell me like. Oh, you you got like a few people there, some of the officials and whatnot. They were like, "Man, you got a chin on you." But on the other hand, some people were telling me, um, "Man, your defense was really good." You know, which Definitely, bro. I mean, they, they, they were both kind of true. But the thing is, when the guy would land, it would I would feel it. You definitely, know? bro. But I mean, I could definitely say I feel him the next day more. <laughs> and man, I felt like yesterday what I was seeing. You know, you know me. I just love the game. I love the sport. Your ring awareness, my guy. You displayed why you're you're a veteran in there. He only had seven rounds of experience to your forty one rounds, and you displayed that yesterday. There was a couple times that you were in the corner, but you were out of there. You knew exactly where you were at. And um, is that what is that? Um, how does that happen, bro? Is that something you just repetition is key? Uh, I mean, I would say like it's kind of part of the game plan, but I mean, I don't believe in that whole game plan. You know, I believe the game plan is made when you're in there, you know? Um, Definitely. But, I mean, we knew he all his fights had came by knockouts. We knew he hadn't been the distance. So one thing I was kind of, like, not relying on, but I kind of felt like he would get tired in the later rounds. Definitely, which, bro. I, he, he did, and, and I, it was easy for me to be able to tell. And after, like, the second round, I remember walking back to the corner, and I told my coach, I was like, he doesn't have that, you know, but I could pick him apart all day, you feel me? And, um, Definitely. When I, seen, when I seen that he had a little cut over his eye, I didn't even feel the butt. They said it was a butt, but yeah. I need the replay. And, um, but once I seen it there, you know, I had to take advantage, so I started picking at it all day, you know? Definitely, bro. You, um, that was another stat I threw out there during the play-by-play was um he's never been out of the second round bro so to see him wear down that's just you know he's never he's never been um in a tussle like that bro you really showed that you have been your last three belts before this they went um the distance um there's another thing too that people don't understand with the boxing game how is it with the game plan for six rounds is that something i need you know you got to score now you got to take advantage of those early rounds I mean, six rounds is better than four, you know. I, For me, especially, I feel like I'm a fighter who kind of adjusts better as the time as the rounds go on. So, um, but for every fight, I treat it like if it's a 12-round championship fight, you know. So I'm always making sure I'm in shape. I'm always making sure that I'm um, 
just in, in top notch shape because we don't ever want to lose a fight because we get tired. Definitely, know? definitely. And and um, yeah, I mean, we we were in better shape than him. We could tell, and we just capitalized on what we could capitalize on. Definitely, bro. I think I felt like he was taking chances and he was missing a lot trying to take those chances yesterday from the third round on. Look, he was really uh, he was winded, bro. Yeah, and it was funny though because my coach he was like. Uh, it's like, all right, Miguel, stay tight and walk forward, walk forward. And I did it, and I knew exactly what he said. He threw a body, the guy, uh, Marcus, he threw a body shot. And, like, he kind of landed on my arm, but halfway on my body, too. But I, as soon as I felt that body shot, I was like, Nah, let me back up. Definitely, bro. <laughs> Definitely. I've seen that. And i seen, man, there was a couple times you were inside and you just, you were in rhythm, bro. You were hitting a little more than one or two shots going, you know, towards the body, hitting for the head. And that's, you know, that's that's Mexican style right there, bro. So I think the people really appreciated action-packed fight yesterday. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, even because I rewatched the fight and I actually heard the broadcasters and it was true. Like, he was... He was more reliant on one shot, and I was at least throwing three times every time I was within distance, you know, so I took advantage of every time I was up close, and as soon as I let off, I got out of there. How did the pressure feel yesterday, Bill? Did you feel the pressure at all, you know, being the MGM Grand? I know it was an ideal situation just because there wasn't, there wasn't any fans, but how did you feel before the bout, and how did you feel after the bout? Definitely, so, bro, definitely. Uh, so, so at times they can get a fighter out of his rhythm, or some fighters, they get better with the crowd, you know, whatever it may be. But anyways, uh, I, I kind of felt the, it was crazy because I was in the corner, like, before the fight started, I kind of looked down to my right, and there was Bob Arum, and I was like, the right there? <laughs> that is the legend. Uh, it, it was a trip right there, but I mean, just the fact that I'm performing in front of him is just like, even if it was a crowd of 100,000, yeah, Bruce, that's a special moment, bro. And I wanted to talk about that special moment, my guy. Are you? How do you feel? Kind of, you're living it, you know. Being in Bay from Bakersfield, California, getting this opportunity to be on ESPN, be, uh, getting this opportunity to be on ESPN, bro, and representing for your city. How does it? How did that feel? Not many fighters out of the field get that opportunity, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just humbling. It's a blessing. Uh, I, I say it all the time. I got it from LeBron, but. Yeah, you know, I ain't supposed to be here, you know, so it's just a trip to see that, that what God can do if you, if you put him first, so I'm just, it's like I said, and even now it's still kind of sinking in the fact that, you know, even because my parents have had recorded it on the TV and I hadn't seen it in that quality, and it's like, man, that's me right there on ESPN, like, yeah, who would have thought, you feel me, this kid coming up is fighting nationally televised, and it's just, it's just a blessing. Hey bro, it's just the beginning, my guy. People don't realize how young you are. You're 11 and 0 now. Um, what do you think the future is going to be hold, holding for you for the rest of this year? I know being active is something that's definitely on your um, on your bucket list, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, God willing, uh, we got top rank ties now, so hopefully that takes off. And I honestly believe from the bottom of my heart that that something's gonna happen with top rank with me and them but you know it's all god's will not mine and, and i'll just lean on that and until then for this whole week i told like i told my coach and everybody i mean obviously not for interviews or whatnot but say like, don't even say the word boxing around me 
<laughs> Definitely, bro. Hey, man, I'm on it. And that's another thing, too, man. I just hit you up. I, I didn't know you. I didn't know if we were going to be able to do that today, but I appreciate you. Um, you're going to be the first guest ever to have back-to-back -back episodes, my guy. So that's going to be, that's real special. That means a lot. And I really do appreciate you coming on, Miguel. Um, yeah, thanks for the support, dog. Bro, it's awesome, man. I felt, uh, again, doing the play-by-play -play yesterday, I tried to call it down the middle, but I had to call what I see. My guy, you, the experience showed yesterday. Um, I think I think one of the key points to victory on my end was saying you have to fight your fight. And I think you made him adjust to you, my guy. And that was a, that was a big um, part of that victory last night. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I mean, one thing we were working on, I could honestly say, during the training camp was going to our right. You know, a lot of uh, right-handers, they're so used to going to our left, it's just a habit, you know. But uh, right. we, we, were, we knew he was a power puncher, so we worked on going to uh, my right so I could take away his right hand. And uh, we basically did that the whole fight. Don't get me wrong, every now and then we mix it up and go the other way, we faint and... I just honestly thought watching the fight, it was just beautifully executed. Now, obviously, I feel like I could sharpen up. Like I said, I could feel like I sharpen up on every fight. So Yes, um, yes. De definitely, just, you know, once I get back in that gym, just sharpen up what I feel like I need to sharpen up on. And, uh, yeah, get back in there. Did you see when he kind of, when he switched his stance to southpaw? Was that something you were expecting? Or is that something you just go on the fly and we just adjust yeah. to it? Yeah, I heard that he, he was, um, he's, for that like switching stands and whatnot so i mean i wasn't completely thrown off when he did it i was kind of prepared i got southpaw smart too so it wasn't nothing i wasn't prepared for you know so i mean it, you don't know what's going on until you're actually in that ring so you gotta be ready to adapt to anything definitely bro was that your toughest fight you would say in your career so far uh, yeah i'd say that's man it, i can't believe it's been 24 hours my guy but man 11 and 0 Miguel K. Mancatreras, I know I just told you it was a brief interview, bro. I'm blessed that you gave me the opportunity to have this. I think this is one of your first interviews after the bout. Um, just one more thing, bro. I wish if you would have seen from my shoes the support you had from the field yesterday, bro. They had the bars. I know the COVID thing, but people out there celebrating it, bro. You really put on for the field. I know. Do you have any words for the community? Everybody was out there supporting you? Yeah, you know, it's a trip when I went back backstage to one of the rooms for um... – uh, interview for ESPN for the broadcasting. They said, uh, "Are you from Bakersfield?" I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Man, your city's blowing up our page right now." And I was like, "Man, that's a blessing right there." You know, it's just like, I, you know, I appreciate and I love all the support, and you know, I, I wear this city proud on my back, and I'm proud to say that I'm from Bakersfield. Definitely, bro. You held and you held it down, my guy. Special moment. I thought I said yesterday too. Big moment for Bakersfield just in boxing, just to have someone of your caliber holding down the city. It was a uh, it's just the beginning too, bro. This is just this, this is just the part of the journey, and we're really we're really proud of you, bro. Really happy for you, my guy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, my guy. Um, we'll get you on soon. I know you need your rest, kind of get away from the game a little bit. Everybody, I think that's crucial. Um, yeah. and we appreciate having you on, Miguel. Man, no doubt, bro. Anytime. No problem, bro. This is the STS podcast. This is an exclusive interview with Miguel Caveman Contreras. Shout out to you, my G. Have a good day, bro. Bye-bye. Yo, real fast, man. We're still on live. So, again, really appreciative, Miguel, um, reaching out and giving me that exclusive interview. Um, make sure you guys check that out. I don't know if it's on ESPN Plus now or, or you guys recorded, but um, just the beginning of something special, I believe. We don't have many boxers in Bakersfield history. 
um, going on ESPN, making a national debut. And that's something that, if there is a blessing with COVID, it's giving more opportunities to these fighters um, to showcase that. They're not really... Um, you know they're not they can't fill these cards like they used to so it's going to give opportunities like um to fighters like Miguel who's or who are who is 11 and 0 um so it's going to be really uh it's going to be real exciting to see what he could do now i love boxing so it's something that's kind of up my alley i'm glad that uh he loved the play by play i'm sure y'all love the play by play and um we're going to adopt this podcast tomorrow it's real crazy. Um, Miguel's going to be on back-to-back. So make sure y'all tune in tomorrow, the STS Podcast. My name is Ernie C., the Gaptooth Genius. Eastside, we out. All right, y'all. That's our interview with Miguel Contreras. The caveman came back, back-to-back episodes. Really appreciative of that. And, man, honored to have him. And we can't wait to have him back. I hope you guys... Um, Hope you guys DVR'd that. Watch that a couple times again. This is history in the making, and we're just really excited to be a part of it. And you know what? We're not gonna do a shooting the shit segment today. We're just gonna go with this. We're gonna keep this uh, momentum going. Um, man, Undertaker. I know you guys. You know, if you guys were regular listeners of the podcast, you guys know how much um I love pro wrestling. How much I love just um you know the art of it. And WWE released a documentary called The Last Ride. It was a five-part series, magnificently done. A beautiful piece of um, um, work there. It's art. Uh, the way they uh, told the Undertaker's story. I think in the beginning of this documentary, they actually just... Uh, I think they envisioned just Taker um, going through his last match, making the comeback, and um, just seeing where it goes. And ended up... You know, the, on the five-part series, I'm sorry for spoiling it for you guys, but it looks like Taker's done. It looks like after that Boneyard match with AJ Styles, um, and they show how that developed, which was really cool. That's it for him. Didn't know about his brother dying a couple days before that. Um, you know, he's really enjoying... And this is any man, you know, after you, you, know, you do something for so long, and I'm not that, you know, that age yet, but I know... You know, my pops is retired, my grandpa's retired. You get to that age of, you know, you grinded for so long. You want to enjoy the fruits of your labors. You want to be able to um hang out with your family, your grandkids, your kids. In this case, Taker has a young family. His daughter, I bet she's 90, she's 90, she hasn't even hit 10 years old yet. Um, So he wants to be able to be healthy. He wants to be able to still move around, have that energy. And, man, it looks like he's in a good place, y'all. And... It's the end of a. It, he is the last of a dying breed. He is the last of the of the Mohicans, I guess you could say. It was um such a great. It was a great, great documentary. Um, and I think what was going on so long with that. I think it's. I'm not like I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for athletes in general. But it just seemed to me, um, with Taker, he was really. Trying to go out on his terms, he was looking to go out with that um that match that defines his whole career, a match that was damn near perfect, that was um that was up to his standards, and I think the only way to go out was with um AJ Styles, and that was you know that was the beginning of the cinematic wrestling. Where they're able to shoot it like a like a movie scene, and 
you know, edited to the bone. And Taker, he started that revolution, I believe. I know people, you know, they point to Matt Hardy doing that with um, with his uh, gimmick. But, man, Taker really introduced it to the masses on how to do it correctly. And how to, you know, work around uh, some of his weaknesses. You know, he's a little older now. He can't do what he used to do. He's not that agile Taker in the 90s, in the, two, in the early 2000s. Um, it was a beautiful thing to see. It's And it's sad, you know, because... You you wish they could fight forever, and sometimes they do. They fight too long. They fight longer than they should have. And Taker, man, it's um like I said with the with, I think I said this a couple podcasts ago. You know, they just had the last dance, and that was the Michael Jordan documentary, kind of giving you know this new generation a glimpse of what MJ was, and they could never really know unless he lived it. Um, to me, Taker is our MJ. Uh, he does belong on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, and if you're, if you love this the the art of wrestling, if you love this wrestling, um, pro wrestling gimmick or whatever you want to call this this art, this sport, um, this entertainment, you've seen the transformation of Taker, the various transformation, the many transformations of Taker. Throughout the years, from um, the dead man to biker taker to a combination of it to um, the ladder taker, you know, the latter years, the last three, four, five years, um, you 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 remember the awesome match with um, well, not the awesome match, you had a broken foot, but the memorable match with mankind in the hell in the cell. You remember the first hell in the cell with Shawn Michaels. You remember the inferno match with Kane. You remember that Kane rivalry. You remember that Taker um, against the world and when he was in SmackDown was the dead man as the biker Taker. Um, you remember. Uh, Diesel and Taker, you remember these Buried Alive matches with Mankind, these Boiler Room brawls with Mankind, um, you remember, uh, Taker with Shawn Michaels, um, back-to-back WrestleManias, you remember Taker with Triple H, uh, Batista, Mark Henry, uh, CM Punk, you remember Taker getting the L at WrestleMania, the 22-1 against Brock Lesnar, you remember Taker and Bray Wyatt. You remember Taker and Roman Reigns. You remember Taker with these promos. You remember Taker being um, the, the the big dog. You remember Taker being the, the I guess you could say, the rock, the locker room leader. And, uh, and I think the reason why he's the last of the Mohicans um, was the kayfabe. And it's, it was, it's, it's really, um, how do I say this? It's really crazy. It's um, it's funny in a way how the last of the kayfabe, you know, era, the man who kept kayfabe alive for his character for years. You've never seen um, Undertaker break character. It's ironic that he ends his career with this documentary, um, giving the inside look. Something he's never done before. The one who was always against it used it to his advantage and utilized it to show the world who he really was as a man. And when we finally got to know him as a man, it's goodbye. And that's pretty deep. If you, like I said, you gotta really love wrestling to understand what I'm saying. 
um, and understand the business and the kayfabe and how that works. Um, there's never going to be another Undertaker. Uh, you remember, you know, the last couple of years have been real rough for me to watch him. Um, the Royal Rumble appearances, um, the Saudi Arabia matches with uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Kane. Horrific. Um, the horrific bout, the forgettable bout with Goldberg. Um, you know, kind of a part of me was begging Taker to hang him up now. It's time to go, and it's okay to go. The game's going to be okay. You give everything you can to the game. And um, unfortunately, I don't know if this was something that prevented him from leaving too, or maybe he was kind of um, not scared, but maybe he thought the game wasn't going to continue with the without him. But then again, Taker's really, um, he understands how this works. He understands that it's going to continue going with or without him. And I don't know if he thought he could go with that. I don't know if he thought he'll survive without the game. And now that he had that, um, it's a poetic ending. Um, he ended, you know, with a W riding off on his motorcycle. It was the dead man taker. The dead man taker, the biker taker, and Mark Calloway won, like it's saying in the documentary. And it was a beautiful thing, man. Um, probably the greatest character ever. Um, he is the definition of consistency. Uh, he was never, he was never, a, you know, a lower level guy, a mid card guy. I think since the beginning of his reign in WWE, he was always in the mix. One of those characters that don't need the belt um, to be a household name. Um, when you hear that gong like you heard in the beginning, you know what time it is. You know who that is. Um, it's a fixture on um, the culture. He's an icon just in American culture um, and sports culture. And there's not going to be many like him ever. Um, we'll get lucky to get anything. That's half of what he was. This, the, the business isn't the same anymore. Um, people are not... People are not... Becoming the character, the be the playing the character nowadays, which is fine. Times have changed. Internet, the internet um has exposed the business, of course, and um, it's just crazy, man. You, I'm, I'm appreciative, hundred percent. That shows now I'm getting old. <laughs> I remember Taker's first rumblings of retirement when I was in high school, and uh, now I'm a grown ass man. And you just get bummed out, you know, because your heroes get old, you know. Um, and he's a beloved character. You love to, I lo don't know Mark, don't know Mark Calloway from a fucking bump on the log, y'all. But I feel like um, I know him and I love Taker, yo. And um, it's just crazy, man. It was real crazy. uh Way to end his career. I guess it was real ironic. The man who was against kayfabe. His whole career broke kayfabe. To show the side of him that we never knew. And to tell us goodbye. And that was crazy. Real crazy time. So um, man. Thank you for a great career Undertaker. Um, I know I had Bruce Pritchard here. Um, he's a new executive director. Just go off. We're going to keep going on the wrestling uh, bubble here. 
just real fast, yo. Um, Bruce Pritchard became the executive director of both SmackDown and Raw. Uh, he looks like he replaced not only Eric Bischoff, but he replaced Paul Heyman. And um, you know what, man? The first um, Raw wasn't bad. He had Christian come out, had a lot of good storylines. He, you know, a lot of these characters are shining with their with their work. Um, the first Raw wasn't bad, honestly. Um, this week's Raw wasn't bad either. A lot of Charlotte Flair. I know people complain about that. But I was happy with it, honestly. Um, he's utilizing Randy Orton to the, you know, as much as he can. Edge came out with a solid promo. Um, and Bruce Pritchard, it's funny. Uh, we were talking about this, me and my brother were talking about this, about this week. Bruce Pritchard now is the most powerful man in wrestling, not named McMahon. And that is crazy if you think about it. Where he was at four or five years ago, wasn't even involved in the business. So it's real crazy how everything comes around. What goes around comes around. Um, and right now, wrestling is kind of... Um, they're going through their Me Too movement right now. Um, a lot of wrestlers are getting exposed. Um... A lot of wrestlers are getting exposed, and it's scary times for everybody. They, everybody's walking on eggshells. Um, Sammy Guevara uh, just had this episode right now um, with uh, with uh, Sasha Banks in 2016. And if you guys don't know, Sammy Guevara is a superstar from AEW. Um, he just had this thing with uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, about 2016, he was on a radio show, and he said, you know, he had a child for WWE, and he said he seen Sasha Banks, and she looked so fine, he wanted to rape her. And things like that, ladies and gentlemen, that does not fly right now. It's not going to fly ever again. Um, this this error of um, making those comments is long gone. Uh, he was suspended without pay. I believe his pay is going to be donated to this woman charity. Um... As of right now, he's still on the roster, but, you know, who knows how long it's going to last. A lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these wrestlers right now are getting exposed. Brock Lesnar just got accused today of um, exposing himself to uh, Terry Reynolds. I don't know if you remember Terry Reynolds. She was Goldust's manager back in the day. So right now, they are speaking up. It, there's a lot of wrestlers right now who are going to get released. I remember there's a guy named Jake Gallagher on WWE. Had some allegations towards him. Another man who exposed himself to a woman um, without her, um, I guess you could say her uh, permission. And the man is gone now. So times are a lot different right now. Um, and they're never going to be the same. And that's damn, I'm glad it's not going to be like that. You have to watch what you put on your social media. You have to watch how you, you, you know, you use your words. And, and, and the ones who, if you're, and the ones who are, you know, having sexual misconduct, raping women, touching women, um, pressuring women for, you know, trading, even trading, um, you know, I want to put you, I'm going to put you in this spot, but you got to have sex with me. Um, that's illegal and that's going to be exposed. You can't be, you know. It's just different times, ladies and gentlemen. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to do this anymore with that. And so, um, let's see how that plays out with Sammy Guevara. And I like the kid, you know. I understand he was young and he apologized. I think he admitted his faults. Um, let's see what happens if he could change that. And uh, and uh, it's just scary times right now, y'all. It's 
it's really weird times in the game. Um, you see a lot of scumbags in the pro wrestling, so let's see how that goes. Um, before we get into my commentary for this week's bout with Miguel Contreras, um, I want to get to a subject here that you know that that, that hurts me to talk about. Um, it's my first time talking about it publicly. Um, 25 years old is way too young to pass away, to die. Um, my cousin Johnny Nicole Vidal, uh, she unfortunately lost her life this week. Um, 25 years old. I'm not going to go into details out of respect for my cousins. And my cousin was just tragic, sad, scary. Um, surprising, heartbreaking, my cousins, um, I have so many cousins on my mom's side, and not like, you know, not, hey, it's my cousin, that's just the homie I know for a long time, you know, this is my blood. Our grandparents, um, in Johnny's case, Johnny's grandpa and my grandpa are brothers. Um, and that's the case with many of my cousins. Um, our grandparents are brother and sister. Um, don't know what happened with the previous generation. Don't know if they were really, uh, I'm sure there's a lot to the story that I don't know. Uh, our parents are, to a certain extent, close, but they have a lot of animosity towards each other. And my cousins and I promised we weren't going to be like that. We pride ourselves on being close. We pride ourselves on being there for one another. We pride ourselves on carrying on tradition. And when something happens like this, and I can't even say, you know, I can't even put the example out there because Johnny is the first of our generation to pass away. It hurts because um, Johnny's not going to be able to grow old with us. Johnny's not going to be able to um, have moments with our cousins anymore. Or her family, or her brother and sister. I'm sorry, or her sisters, or her father and her mother and her grandparents. Um, it's heartbreaking. And um, it's sad, man. Um, can't sit here and say me and Johnny were best friends. We weren't. Um, every time I see her, though, it was love. I love you, Brima. Hugs. Kisses. Um, so young. And if you know Johnny and what she did for her art, she was fucking great at it. And um, I don't know if this is going to heat what they in my family. I hope not. I hope they kind of know where I'm coming from. Uh, this is just how I feel. feel like if we were so close and we loved each other 
like the way we say we do, and I know we do, Johnny would be here. Again, I don't know the heat that's going to come with that. I would feel that way with any of my cousins. If we claim that, maybe we could have saved her. Maybe not myself, but us. And I'm talking about as a collective group. Not seeing not any one person, not blaming anybody at all. But uh, but it seems like we failed her, you know? Just because of how much we pride ourselves on carrying tradition and being close to one another. And it just sucks, man. It hurts. It's sad. Um, shout out to my cousin Nick and my cousin Ray. They have to um, have services for their daughter this week. And we all know how that saying goes. A parent shouldn't be burying their children. So that hurts a lot. You know, that, um, that breaks my heart. And, um... Continue to pray for my family, you guys. Continue to pray for my cousins and my cousin Johnny's sisters and parents and her grandparents and all her cousins. Uh, we need them right now. Um, and Johnny, you're never going to be forgotten. You have a face that's unforgettable. You have an aura that's unforgettable. And I hope Whatever journey the universe takes you on is pain-free, and it's what you wanted, and it's what, um, and I hope it, you're, you're, you're happy, and you're going to continue shining down on us, and continue to provide that energy and that aura for us, and I hope you help the universe guide us in everything that we do. And it's hard because this is the first of our generation to pass. Um, so rest in peace, Johnny Nicole Vidal. 25 is too young. 25 is too young. And um, next year will be 25 years. That reasonable doubt dropped. Just real fast before we get into the play-by-play commentary. Today is the 24th anniversary of Reasonable Doubt, the debut album by Jay-Z. One of my favorite hip-hop albums, and I'm sure um, you guys could agree it's a flawless album. I wish I would have put on the IG, you know, people's favorite tracks. Um, it's a storytelling album, y'all. It's crazy that Jay-Z was only, was about 26, 27 when he dropped this album. And um, he was talking that, that real shit. He was teaching the game. Oh, it's one of those albums where you can learn the game. It's one of those albums that you could uh, look back on and just see what the hell, was, what what he was going through and what he was speaking on. And man, um, one of my favorite albums, the production on there, is fucking crazy. Um, let me just go right. Let me just go through this real fast, y'all. I have I can tell you right now without even looking at the playlist. Um, my favorite track on this album is probably Devils, um, Can I Live, um, man, there's so many, um, timeless tracks on here, Cashmere Thoughts, uh, Ain't No End, uh, Devils Feeling It, uh, Dead Presence, Cat Knock the Hustle, Politics as Usual, Brooklyn's Finest, um, man, 
one through fourteen bangers. Fifty-five minutes of perfection. Um, we'll probably put that in the parentheses. That'll be a good um title for that. Twenty-five is too young, and fifty-five minutes of perfection. That's gonna be the two titles today. Let's see here. And if you look at the production here. DJ Premier has see here one two three three tracks twenty two twos friend of foe bringing on classics Clark Kent Ski man awesome tracks Dead Presidents filling in um actually Devils was a premier track I apologize for that Devils is one of my favorite songs of all time it just doesn't matter who the artist is. Um, even Irv Gotti had a, um, a track there, Can I Live, one of my favorite tracks. Um, just the, the impact on this, this is one of those New York albums. This is up there with Ray the Dies, this is up there with um, with Tribe Card Quest. Uh, let me see here something real fast. Yeah, it's up there with Tribe Card Quest. It's, a, it's one of the best debut albums. You can't name a lot of debut albums that are better than this. Um, it's crazy. This album didn't become platinum until what? Let me see here. When did this become platinum, ladies and gentlemen? Late. This became 2002. This was six years after it dropped. It finally went plat. Um, so one of the one. Man, I can't even. I can't. I can have a whole podcast on this. Um, perfection, 55 minutes of perfection, y'all. Um, so many stories about this. I love hearing, there's a couple documentaries just about the, the creation of this, about the, um, the making of this album. Um, it was independent, it looks like, and it was kind of those make or break albums. Everything, they have, all the hustle, all the hard work went into this album. Jay wrote this over a certain period of time in his life. Um, and it's just a beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful piece of work. Um, don't know how many people who listen to this podcast um, haven't heard this album, but if you haven't, y'all, check it out. Um, I know we know Jay-Z the businessman, but check out the Jay-Z the rapper, the hungry rapper. Um, it's a completely different person, completely different um, aspirations and goals. Um, dropped it without a, you know, dropped it without a major. So, um, love this album. 24 years later, 55 minutes of perfection. Put that up against anything out right now still so check it out y'all um real fast man want to thank everybody for checking out the podcast remember remember sts podcast 661 on twitter and instagram and um follow us man make sure you guys subscribe to us leave a review on apple podcast spotify um anywhere you can find your podcast anywhere any podcast platform we're on there i promise you um, this podcast is nothing without you guys, man. So definitely mess with us. Check us out. We're not going to go anywhere. This is episode 49. And we're going to end this on um, a play-by-play commentary from Miguel's fight this week. So if you guys are boxing heads, hope I hope I really hope that I lived up to expectations. I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a play-by-play analyst. But I wanted to have fun with this podcast and uh, check it out. Again, Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. And we out. 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We're going to do something different for the podcast today. This is going to be a play-by-play um, commentary on the bout today. We have one on Miguel Contreras and Rolando Vargas. Um, big bouts today in Bakersfield history. Uh, we have a, a somebody from Bakersfield, um, like Miguel, on ESPN. This is prime time. This is almost 6 p.m., West Coast time. This is a big deal for not just um, you know Kern County, but just for the field. And he's going to be one of those. Um, he, this is a like this is one of the biggest accomplishments that we we've, we've had so far. I guess uh, if you listen to the podcast um, we had recently, he stated this is kind of his tryout bout. This is going to be a top rank promotion bout. And if you know if you know about boxing, you do know that um, top rank is home to. Uh, has been promoted so many fighters in the past. Ali, um, De La Hoya, Mayweather, you name it. Almost um, every boxer has came across top-ranked promotions, and we're gonna, just going to go over a few things before the bout starts, y'all. This is going to be a this is going to be a ten and zero. It's going to be Miguel Contreras' eleventh bout. He's ten and zero with six knockouts, and his last three bouts have been unanimous decision. And why I state that is because I believe um, when you're a young boxer of his caliber, rounds do matter. He's had forty-one rounds of experience. Rolando Vargas is 5-0 with five knockouts. He's only had seven rounds of experience. So that tells me that Rolando has not have um hasn't had a lot of ring time. He hasn't had a lot of um um a lot of reps as we like to say. So it's gonna be real interesting to see what happens. Um he's only 20 years old. Miguel is 22 years old. Um I think the quality of opponent also matters a lot. Uh Rolando Vargas, his first four opponents, they had a combined record of four and two. So this is going to be a real interesting bout about, it's going to be a real, um, it should be a physical bout. It's only going to be six rounds. So if you know the game of boxing, six rounds is not a long time. So we're definitely going to be interested in this. Um, right now we're, we're broadcasting this live also um, via Instagram Live. This is going to be on. This is on ESPN right now. I'm um, looking at a couple of the commentators right now. We got uh, you know Desert Storm, Timothy Bradley, and another significant thing that's going on right now regarding this boxing match is it's going to be in front of no fans. There's no fans in the building right now. So as much as you know, you know. This dream of coming true to be at the MGM Grand. This is gonna. This is like the mecca of boxing next to the you know Madison Square Garden. So to see all that, um, with no fans, it is you know that is a bummer. It's one of those things. Just like wrestling, uh, these athletes are feeding off. You know, the fans, the fans are what makes the sport, Um, the, you know, that extra boost, that extra gear, if you could say. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens today. I'm really um proud of Miguel, though, just to be involved in something like this and getting the opportunity to be on ESPN, um, to be on top-rank boxing. It's going to be real interesting, y'all. I think um the keys to victory today for Miguel Contreras, um, he's going to have to keep that left hand up. If you looked at his last bout, his left hand was falling a little bit. Um, Defense, defense, defense. That's something Miguel really prides himself on. So we're going to make sure that his defense is going to be up to par. Um, with the six-round fight, he needs to win the early rounds. His The early rounds are going to be are going to be um, real important real important today. And he has to fight his fight. He can't re- let Rolando um, corner him. He can't let Rolando fight his fight. I think he's going to come out for the knockout.
And um, it's going to be a real interesting bout. Again, experience matters. So Miguel Contreras, he's going to be had. He does have 41 rounds of experience against a man who has seven rounds of experience. Uh, don't let that deter you. Um, Rolando Vargas is 5-0, five knockouts. But again, I don't think he's had the experience needed um, to be in the to be in the ring with the fighter like Miguel. So we're going to definitely find out today. Um, I wanted just to start this podcast off. I wanted to start this live um, this live boxing report off. Uh, it's, I've seen, um, you know, we're talking about COVID-19 right now. It's a real interesting time for the sport of boxing. It's a real interesting time um, with all sports, of course. But boxing, of course, is not something that, you know, it's, a, it's an individual sport. So we definitely shall see... Um, what happens? We're gonna find out um who the better man is tonight. Never done anything like this, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to see um how this goes. I'm not a play-by-play guy at all. I just do love and understand the sport of boxing. Um, again, we have Miguel Contreras fighting out of Bakersfield, California. Graduated from Bakersfield High School. BHS drillers in the building. My guy Miguel is ten and zero with six knockouts. His last bout, um, like I said, his last three wins were via unanimous decision. He does have the ring experience. He does have the advantage on that one. So um, we're definitely going to check that out. My guy Eddie Sanchez is in the building. I'm looking forward to doing this for Eddie Sanchez's next belt. So I really um, want to keep this going. And, uh, man, taking a while to get the damn fight started, y'all. I wish this was started already. It's, um, I knew I should have started a little bit later, but I just kind of wanted to give a, um, just an intro on what we're doing today, and we'll see what happens, man. I, I don't know if anybody who's ever on here, what do you guys think tonight? I think I think Miguel is gonna definitely come out um, as as a victor today. I think he's gonna definitely be victorious today. Um, I think it may be knockout. Don't um, don't see why he does not pull the victory out again. Only six rounds. Six rounds is. Um, Six rounds is definitely tricky. You have to win bouts early. You can't give away any early rounds. Again, that's a part of the keys to victory. Um, great defensive fire Miguel is. We're definitely going to see um, what he has today. I think Rolando Vargas, if you look at him, this guy is um, definitely going to be going for the knockout. I think he's going to be going for the kill early in the rounds. And uh, we shall see today. Um Again, ESPN is taking their sweet time. I think they're desanitizing the ring, which is always important right now. We're going to definitely get into this belt as soon as we can. Um, Let's be patient, y'all. Again, if you guys have any questions, you guys want to follow me on STS Podcast 661. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. I'm the host and creator of the podcast. We really love boxing around here. So this is a special event. Bakersfield, when you have a Bakersfield fighter on ESPN via top rank, this is history in the making, y'all. This is something that's really going to, um, let's see here. I think this is the guy right here. His name is Ronaldo Vargas. And there it is right there. We have Miguel Contreras. Again, six rounds, y'all. Here we go. Caveman is in the building. Bakersfield, California is in the building. The 661 is in the building. This is going to be a real interesting bout, y'all. Junior welterweights. I know Miguel had a, there was a little, you know, the, the weight was a little bit heavier today. Um, That's always great for Miguel. I think that gives the advantage to Miguel. And, man, I think it's gonna that's going to really provide a difference, um, Especially when you don't have to rehydrate um, and you don't have to kill yourself making weight. Again, we state all the time, making weight is the hardest thing to do in boxing. So we're really um, excited for this. 
man, I kind of wish ESPN had a forward button because I am fucking tired of watching all these commercials. It looks like also we're going to be doing going into commercials um, in between rounds. So that's going to be something different. Not really my style, but we're going to definitely dive into that. Um, yo, if y'all want to buy some, um, if y'all want to buy an STS podcast shirt or a DJ EC3 shirt. We try to do it all around here. DJ EC3661. Make sure y'all cop that. Only $15 a shirt. Um, if you guys haven't seen the past podcast, the past podcast, I've been with um, Eddie Sanchez, Miguel Contreras. We love boxing. We really do appreciate and adore the game of boxing. Um, it's going to be um, real interesting tonight. I'm really excited about this. Again, I've never done any type of commentary before, but we're going to provide this, man. We're going to do something that's going to, we're going to try to do the first of many. That's the good thing about, um, I guess, this COVID thing. And it looks like we're on the ring now. So we have the current County Fight Club representing. We have Miguel Contreras again, 10 and 0 with six knockouts going against Rolando Vargas here in the Junior Welterweight Division. They are in the MGM Grand. And let's see how this goes today. Um, Again, ring experience matters. Miguel Contreras with 41 rounds of ring experience. He's a veteran in that. This is not his first go-around. Ronaldo Vargas has only seven, seven pounds of seven rounds of experience. He's going to go in for the kill early. He's going to attempt the knockout early. So Miguel, caveman Contreras, is going to have to take advantage of that. We cannot let any early rounds go. With only six rounds, it's not much to work with. He's and um, I'm not a big fan of the six rounds, but that is, that's just how it is in boxing. So looking at, we're going to get a glimpse right now. Uh, shout out to Daniel. Shout out to the Kern County Fight Club. His last fight was 143 days ago, which wasn't a bad layoff. And, um, you know, he hasn't had a lot of layoffs. That's one of the things that Miguel talked about um, with, the, with the podcast was staying active. You want to stay active. And uh, Ronaldo Vargas here, he had 136 days. He's 20 years old. He's a little younger. But... Again, he's only, they're highlighting here, he's only has seven rounds of experience. So we're definitely going to see um, what this kid could do. And we're about to go in now. This is going to be, uh, we have Repo Rick there down in the corner. This is going to be a big moment here in Bakersfield history, y'all. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is going to be Miguel Contreras, Rolando Vargas, Vegas, prime time, top rank. Here we go, y'all. Let's get this first round started. Real excited for this, man. This is a big moment in Kern County, Bakersfield, 661 Eastside history. Contreras, and look at that. Beautiful. Here we go now. Let's see who gets off of this fast start here. Try to find, let's see, Vargas is now trying to find his range. Here goes Miguel with a double jab. Try to find that range. Range is so important. But we'll see how it goes with six rounds, though. We don't know. Here we go. Now I'll try to find the body. He connects a little bit there. And Miguel comes back with a double jab. Okay, he missed that one there. Good block by Miguel Contreras going for the body. And Miguel Contreras, he's a real patient fighter, so we're definitely going to see how it goes today. There you go. Interaction with the left. Oh, man. Miguel Contreras definitely showing his speed today. Awesome. Here we go now with the jab. Vargas with the jab. Vargas trying to get in. But, again, really the round, the 41 rounds of experience are going to be the difference here. Miguel knows where he's at. Good clinch here. We got a clinch going on. Here we go. Good breakup now. Here we go, now Vargas Contreras finding him with the right, miss with the right. Here we go, we got a clinch here. We're going to have to break this up right now. Again, it's only six rounds of boxing. Contreras in the brown trunks, Vargas in the white trunks. 
Gutierrez that a little more active in the beginning of this round. Trying to find the range. Vargas is attempting to find the range. Let's see. He's never been past two rounds. So let's see if that's going to wear down Vargas here. He doesn't get anything there. Good defense by Contreras. Good defense by Contreras again. Come up with the right. Get the left there, but you got the left body hook to Contreras. Good back and forth action right here. Good jab by Contreras. Contreras can't control it. Vargas here now. Can't get in good defense. Good clinch with Contreras now. We're going to go here. He's again trying to find that middle round. Contreras, good boxing. Get the right down the middle with the jab. Vargas now trying to find control here. Again, Merriman pass two. Let's see how it does. Caveman now misses there. Good left by Vargas. Contreras comes up with the upper hand with the right. Oh, man. Beautiful uppercut we got there. There we go. Vargas coming back. Another right uppercut by Contreras. Finding the opening. Oh, my God. Greatness right there. Here we go. Vargas coming back in now. Hands down. Looks like he's... Don't know if he's tired here, but he does have his hands down now. Okay, good right by Vargas. Right cross by Vargas. And good body shot by Contreras. Contreras comes right back with a body shot. Oh, with the right. There's a right. He staggered him. He staggered him. Okay, we're getting back now. Good right by Contreras. Overhand right. One of his specialties there. Vargas misses. Here comes Contreras hounding him. Pounding him with the body shot. Missing and ducking. Good defense by Contreras. Keeps him against the ropes. Great defense right there. Now he's coming back with the right. Relentless fighter Contreras is. We'll see how Vargas responds. We have 50 seconds left in the round. Okay, with the good right cross in the middle. Good left. He has him. He's bleeding now. Vargas is, has a busted nose. Let's see how this goes now. Good jab. Like, trying to maintain. Oh, with the right and a good left. Back and forth action. Good guard, y'all. And we're gonna be we're gonna be um scoring this round. I got a 10-9. Contreras, I don't know if I'm just a home homer man, but to me, again, effective punching, um, defense, um, dictating the pace of the bout. That's how I score my bouts. I have me go up ten to one or ten to nine. He does win round one. Again, he's a relentless fighter. You see Contreras on uh, capitalizing off the counter. I don't know if um, Vargas has that speed, though, to keep up with them. Um, again, you see he got hit with the good right. Don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, he's going to have to um, adjust to that. He's going to have to figure out what to do. Am I going to keep um, Am I gonna keep my hands up or am I going to be able to throw with him? I don't know if he's going to be able to throw Miguel just because, of the, the again, that 41 rounds of experience uh, and just that condition. Conditioning that Contreras is in, it's gonna be real interesting to see how he bounces back for the second round. And here we go again. Now Contreras the brown trunks, and we have Vargas here with the white trunks. Let's see how we going now. Contreras, guys, take advantage of these open rounds here. Throwing Vargas with the right uppercut, good shot, flush on Contreras. Good body punch to the left side. Contreras comes back with the right hook. Oh, with the left, right. And they're having a good exchange here, ladies and gentlemen. And I think he held his head around a little bit. He knows that. Miguel smiling. Okay, Vargas is now looking, making some adjustments. Coming with the double. He had a left to the body, left to the... With the left hook, here comes Miguel now. Miguel's coming back with a good jab. He has his nose bloody. Let's see what happens here now. Good activity here. This is um, some good boxing. This is definitely... Um, your turn, my turn, boxing. We definitely love that. We love action, action-packed fights. Here we go now. Vargas scored early. Let's see what happens here. Miguel's looking for that range. Vargas is gonna look for that right hand to go down again. Here we go. Body punch by Miguel. 
up, up, down, classic Latino trait there. Every a lot of Mexican boxers like to go up and down, like we're chopping down a tree. Good right by Miguel. Miguel scoring again. Good right again. He is he, he's pounding my guy with the right with that right hook. That right is connecting. Another right, Miguel. That's three straight rights here. So Vargas gonna have to, Vargas is gonna definitely have to look at his game plan now. Good uppercut again. Okay, we got a good right by Vargas. Good way to come back. But, hey, there's another left hook to the body. Great second round here. We got back and forth action. That's exactly what we'd love to see. There we go, Caveman. Now, being patient. Very patient fighter he is. Good defense. He missed that body punch. Good left hook. And another right. Okay, two lefts. Okay, Miguel with the good defense again, jabbing here with the right. Sorry, got to let the tech message distract me a little bit there. Vargas displaying some good defense also. Good left, holding the hand. He's holding the glove there, ref. Don't know what they're gonna call, call that. Good right by Vargas. Good right, good body, and a good. He comes back with a left hook there, Vargas. He's counterpunching. He's definitely gonna, you know, he's gonna let him feel it. Good left to the body. Let's see now. Good clincher. Ref's gonna have to break this up. Here we go. Let's get back in it. Now, you see here, Vargas is um, definitely trying to capitalize off any um, type of counter punches and throwing. He's trying to figure that out, and he came with the left on that one. Good right, but Vargas with a nice left. You see the power there. You see where, why he's 5-0 with five knockouts. This guy has the speed, has the power. The round two, I got Vargas on that one. Right now is a tie. You definitely see why Vargas is five and zero. The man has some great counter rights. He's um great. He's a he looks like a good counter fight. Uh, he looks like a good counter punch fighter. Uh, that's something Miguel's definitely had to adjust to. I have it one one right now. Two solid rounds of boxing. We have four more rounds to go. Again, um, one of the keys to victory that I did put for Miguel. He has to win these early rounds. He can't give away in these early rounds. Definitely needs to come back with the great round in the third pot, perhaps the fourth if he makes it out of there. But it, really impressive to see Miguel. He's showing the ring experience. He's showing that ring um showmanship. He's knack. He's not. He's not gonna stop coming forward. He, that's not the way he operates. He doesn't fight coming back off, on off his back foot. So he's. Let's see how it goes. Round three here. We got the trips, the brown trunks, and Vargas with the with the gray trunks. Coming soon. Coming with that right hand missed completely. And there you go. Now he's done. You know. Okay, good right, Miguel. Now a little bit low, but here we go. We got a good right by Contreras here. Two right hands by Vargas. Good body work by Contreras with the right. Vargas coming back with two bouts. Looks like he um, this is his first time. Oh, okay, two rights by Contreras. Good body work by Contreras here. Vargas is first time making it out of two rounds, so we're definitely gonna see how that reacts. This is his first time making it out. First time seeing the third round in his professional career. Contreras is relentless. He's still throwing the punches. Looks like Vargas is a little gas now. He's definitely showing the signs of his um, you know, the nose is you know he got his nose bloody. He's showing signs of got good left there in the corner. Contreras has his right down. 
Contreras now with the range. Good jab, sir. Just trying to find his range. Let's see here. And he is busted. Vargas looks like he did switch his stance there. I don't know if you guys seen that. Looks like Vargas did switch his stance and then tries something new here. But Contreras has him bloody. And he's, again, ring experience, y'all. And that's a legal punch right there, ref. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Good left by Contreras. He is working good right. Oh, God. He is coming. Good defense by Contreras. Making it where you can't hit him. And I'm a big fan of that. He definitely needs to do that some some more. And Vargas is definitely tired here. He's showing he, he's never been this far in his career. Good right. His right eye is bloody. You're going to see Miguel um, continue to batter that eye. Here he goes. Trying to find that range of motion here. Good right. Good right. Good left. Two jabs in the right. Two left straights. You got to love it. He's coming with punches and bunches. Vargas hands down. He is tired. He's looking for that one punch. I don't think you're going to get on Contreras. Contreras has great defense. And Contreras is not tired. Looking relentless. Focused. He is representing Bakersfield today. Bakersfield is definitely in the building. Again, 41 rounds of experience matters, ladies and gentlemen. You're seeing it now. Contreras is not tired. He's not, and he's not gonna. Oh, he's not gonna go for some miracle punch. He's not gonna. He's he's gonna lay it online. He's gonna be fundamentally sound. Look at that. Good body punch there. Good left. He's fundamentally sound and good defense that he did connect with the right. Good jab back. He's putting the leather in his face. Good right. Making a miss. Again, when you miss, that's double the energy. Good left right there. Good jab in the face by Vargas. Hold on here. Hold on. We're getting in trouble now. That's He pulled him there. And Contreras, great round. We have it 3-2-1. Contreras won that third round. You guys are seeing, again, why it's so important that um, Miguel Contreras had these a 41 rounds of experience. He's still fundamentally sound. He's not reaching. He's not going to throw these haymakers that are going to miss. Um, Vargas is reaching for a miracle because he's tired. He's trying to get out of this fight now. So if Miguel keeps this up, I have him 3 to I'm sorry, 2 to 1 going into the to the fourth round here. This is going to be a 6 round fight. It's going to be real interesting how Vargas um is going to make adjustments. I'm sure they're telling him to be patient. But Miguel's going to consistently um, come with the jag, come with the with the body punch, come with the overhand right. That's just what he does. He's fundamentally sound. He's in great condition. He's a great fighter. Um, that's what great fighters do. They don't deter from what they've done in the past. He's going to continue to do what works for him. And it's going to be real interesting now how he attacks that right eye. This is the fourth round here. Miguel with the brown trunks and Vargas with the white with the great trunks again this is Vargas Vargas never been outside the second round this is going to be the fourth round here looks a little tired let's see if he come back here good left by Contreras and we're going to see the replay here good body work and that's what it was it looks like it was a headbutt to Vargas there let's see okay here we go now we're back to the regular screen Miguel now showing Looks like he's well conditioned, ladies and gentlemen. Really well conditioned tonight. Good jab by Vargas. Vargas going with a consistent jab here. Good left. That's a, hey, that's a good jab. Can't can't be mad at that. Good jab. 
dictating the pace. Jab score points here. We're going to go. Good right by Contreras. And if you look at the way his, look at his feet here, he has the inside position. Miguel has the inside position, so he's able to make make punches like that, able to create opportunities like that. Here we go with the good jab. Good right again. And he's going to come relentless now. He's on. He's in this rhythm here. He's in the rhythm right now, ladies and gentlemen. Good right. Good body punch up and down. Vargas comes out with a good right. Two jabs by Contreras. Again, if you look at the, if we have that camera angle here, Contreras has that inside position. He's able to get off those power shots and come back with a left. Good right by Vargas. Has him against the ropes here. Miguel, no ring awareness. Gets out of that jam. Good ring awareness. I really appreciate that type of stuff now in boxing. Oh, hold on here. What's going on? That's low, Larry. Let's go. Good jab. Vargas attempting to find that range. Maybe a little bit too late for that, though. He, he has to. If he's going to win this belt, it's going to have to be knockout. Don't see Contreras losing this round right now. Let's something drastic happens. There you go. Good right. He's chopping the wood now. He's finding that rhythm. Really important to find that rhythm in boxing, y'all. Just like dancing, you find that rhythm, you're going to be. You're going to be in a comfortable spot for the rest of the bout. Good right, good left, right, and another right over the top. Attacking that, he's going to attack that left eye. Oh, good left, Vargas coming with a good left. Cannot deny the man. The man is, you know, he is a good counterpuncher. Cannot, you can't dispute that. Good jab by Contreras. Keeping the distance here. Good right by Contreras. Good now he's gonna keep think that last punch put the cherry on top on that one. Miguel is up here, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right now. It's three rounds to one. Three rounds to one going to the fifth. See Contreras now taking advantage of his experience. He's conditioned. Uh, Vargas. Um, it looks like he probably you know took that round off a little bit there. He is um. He's never been in this situation before. He's never been this deep into the fight. Contreras, again, the last three bouts, he's went the distance in those three bouts. It was 10 rounds last time. He's definitely, a, he's, a, he's a veteran compared to Vargas. And that's what you definitely have to look, um, you got to look forward to. And um, it's a great bout so far. It's a good showcase for Miguel. This is a good fight for Miguel. Miguel is definitely showing that he has what it takes to go the distance. Um, and I know people are not really happy with six-round fights, but this is just the start of it. You have to get that repetition. You got to start that. This is going to be round five or six. Contreras with brown trunks. And here comes Vargas with the gray trunks. So let's see how he capitalizes here. And, um, kept, and he can end it this round here, ladies and gentlemen. Vargas now, good block by Contreras. I'm trying to go with the left hooks. Good jab connects in there. Jab it did register there. Miguel's coming now, looking for his angles. Good eight. That's a good one-two punch there. He connected. Miguel comes back with the right, and he comes with the right and bend. Vargas him with a good left to this body. I'm sorry, left to the chin right there, and Miguel came back with a body punch. Hey, relentless. You got to be relentless. Isn't that my turn, your turn? There you go. Good body punch there. 
And Vargas now, can he keep this pace up? Don't, again, when the man has not bent out the second round, can he keep this pace up? He's in trouble. He's 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 hurt. He hit Miguel with a right. Miguel with a straight right down the middle. And Vargas came back with a body punch. And there's Miguel coming with the bunches with a great uppercut there. And again, here comes Vargas with a left hook. Great uppercut by Miguel working up, down. He's hitting the body, going for the head. That's something you really look for Latino fighters. That's, that's something that we're known for. He got him in the corner now. It's a good right hook there. That's exactly what you want. We got him against the ropes. This is where every boxer thrives off of. This is where you want your opponent, especially late in the rounds. He's hurt, and Miguel knows it. Good left. Missed with that right, though. Here we go. Coming back in there. Now he's being back in the rhythm. Two jabs. He's going to hit him with the two and go. He's finding his range. That's why it's so important to to establish that jab, to know your range. Miguel looks in great shape here. Miguel's in great shape. Come with the left. Vargas with a good left. Contreras with a good right. And two jabs. Vargas him with a left to the chin. Good right there. He's bloody. He's hurting. Here we go. Good jab. Good jab. Establishing the jab. Now Vargas trying to establish that. Here comes Miguel. Miguel's fundamental sound will not he does not let him go unless he's for sure he's gonna connect. Awesome bout here. Good left by Vargas. He's trying to keep Miguel at a distance. He knows what Miguel's could do his damage now. I don't know if he's able to do that. It's a little too late now. If this was a 12-round fight, maybe that will work. But this is a six-round fight. you got to do what you got to do now. Good block by Contreras. Awesome. I got Miguel up four rounds to one. And, man, you got to think right now, y'all. This is about to be the sixth round of this bout. Um... This is a big moment for Miguel Contreras' career. Um, don't know if he's going to end it on knockout, but if he does get this win, man, this is this going to put him in the upper edge. This is going to put him in the next level of fighting, not just for you know Bakersfield, but just for his division. He's going to be eleven and zero again. We're not, you know, I'm just saying what if scenarios right now. I'm not. Um, we're not going to count Vargas out yet, but I'm just thinking because I'm a fan what this could do for his career and what what's going to happen here this, in the sixth round now. Um, he's going to really have to establish that he could still go. He's, he could go two, four more rounds. He could hit an eight round. He could have a ten round bout. That's what he's going to prove here in the sixth round, I believe. He's still, his conditioning is great. Um, if you see the, the man runs everywhere in Bakersfield. So it's going to be real interesting to see how this um this sixth round is. I have Miguel up 5-1 to one right now. Vargas is not someone to be slept on. But again, the ring experience matters. Great sportsmanship. Here we go. Miguel with the brown trunks. Vargas with the gray trunks. Let's see how this goes, y'all. Vargas coming with the punches and the bunches. He's missing here, though. He hit him with a good body punch. Miguel here is going to establish that jab, establish that range. Good right by Miguel. Good body work here. Hit him with the right to the body. Another right to the body. Blocked it, but he hit him with that left took. And Vargas is trying to go. He's a little bit slow. Don't know if he's able to, to pull that off there. Miguel with a good left to the head. Good left by Miguel. Miguel is definitely... He's here to he he is no easy picking, ladies and gentlemen. Gale is an established veteran right now.
He's a hungry fighter. He has to handle this. He knows what he has to do. He has to outbox him. He's gonna out. He's gonna do whatever he can to get these points. Good right by Miguel. When he, when Miguel's in rhythm, y'all, you can see when he gets in rhythm. He throws more than two, three punches, and that's something that you know he he's been in rhythm this whole fight. Look at that two. Okay, there you go. Good rights here. He's coming with the two rights to the head. Vargas came back with a counter, and Miguel made him pay for it. Good body puncher. Again, he's working. That's all that matters. Contreras is working. He's getting the rhythm. That's what boxing is about. He's a rhythm fighter. Once he establishes that rhythm, uh, one of the keys to victory is make him fight your fight. Miguel does not fight his fight. Miguel makes his opponents fight his fight. That's what's so important with boxing. You can't try to do what others are doing. You can't let others dictate what you're doing. You dictate the battle. That's how you win rounds. That's how you... That's how you dictate the pace. That's how you win rounds. And a good left by Vargas there. You ex it's all about execution. And a good left by Vargas Contreras right on the chin. Contreras is, is showing why he has a motherfucking chin, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad I'm not on ESPN right now. Good left by Miguel. Two lefts to the face there. Good chin by Vargas too, but Miguel is definitely showing his chin. Great belt. Great, great belt. This is a great fight for Miguel. This things that this is that these are this is about to learn from. This is about that he could look back and say, I've overcome um you know, not just adversity, but just pressure. Being in Vegas, no fans. This is how you 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 get the you capture your moment. And you take that motherfucker by the neck and you just choke the life out of it. And Miguel is definitely doing that. Great belt. Again, forty run rounds of experience to seven rounds. I don't like to count anybody out, but I, Vargas didn't. You know, Vargas. Needed some rounds here. Reps matter. I think everybody knows if you're coaching anything, doing anything in life, you, you got to get the reps in. And Miguel is definitely coming with the good power here. And he's letting him go. Good bout. Good fucking bout, ladies and gentlemen. I have Kachuras up 5-1. 5-1. Let's see. Let me just calculate this real fast, y'all. Let me calculate this real fast. 10, 20, 30, 49, 59, 19, 27, 36, 45. It should be 59, 54. 59, 54 is who I have right now. Six rounds of great boxing here. Miguel Contreras should be the winner. By 59 to 54. That's what I have it. Five rounds, two, one. I gave Vargas the second round. I think that's when he accelerated. Miguel showed that he's able to um he's able to overcome odds. He's able to stay in rhythm. He's able to fight his fight. He's a veteran. He he just he just has now he has 47 rounds of experience. So again, I have it 59-54. Miguel Contreras, caveman. Should get the win, y'all. Again. Um, you see why it's important to have reps in boxing. It's, you see why it's important to stay conditioned. It's important why you have to fight your fight. It's You see why it's important to win the early rounds. Um, he didn't put himself in the hole. He didn't, um, he didn't, um, do anything 
that wasn't his style. He stuck to his formula. Good defense. He comes with more. He came. He comes with more than one punch every time, and um, he takes advantage of the opponent's weaknesses. Vargas was not a was not a great counter um, puncher. He wasn't throwing those punches in bunches. Those shots to the body they hurt him. So it was really good to see that. Um, let's see how the judges have it here, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna put the volume up on this one. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, here inside the MGM Grand, after six rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for the official decision. Judge Julie Letterman, Patricia Morse, Jarman, and Glenn. Hey, get Trump your ass in there. Come on, my guy. Scores about 58-56. Ooh. Declaring your winner by unanimous decision, Miguel King. Yeah, let's go. I think they got it right. Miguel Definitely got it right, ladies and gentlemen. Right Again, y'all, y'all hear that? 91 of 211 punches. That's Caveman Contreras. I got Repo Rick need to give my man his damn, give him his damn his club, my guy. There you go. Let the caveman be the caveman, man. Want to be up in the videos? All right, y'all. I hope you guys um. I hope you guys enjoyed that shit. I love boxing, man. Love the game. I think I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all check out the STS podcast, episode 49. We got a lot of things to talk about this week. We got Undertaker um, retiring. We got, you know, people are trying to take down White Jesus now. They're trying to put him in the same category as Robert E. Lee. Um, and all this, man, we're going to have all of these crazy discussions. We're going to try to have Miguel on probably the next couple episodes just to recap everything. Shout out to everybody coming in. And I love y'all. Peace, peace out.